Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Because eclipse season, whatever you do that has to do with vision and truth and adventure will be highlighted. Those are all sad qualities, vision. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you try to do something else, it depends, I guess, it depends where it hits in your personal chart. Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's the flavor of it. Gotcha. So might as well work with that, with that energy. Can you speak a little more to like that energy, the Sagittarius energies? Space cord, space cord. We invite you to join us as we learn about the Sagittarius Archetype. I call it the bold visionary. It's about truth and the quest for meaning. What's this all about? Not so much what I want to create, but what is the big picture that I'm living in? And Sagittarius is a real adventurer and it seeks adventure for the experience of it. It's not about results. So it's the mountain climber who wants to get up to the top to see the view. And then that view leads to the next adventure. Like I see the next mountain I want to climb. We would like to introduce you to astrologer Kate Rusko. Virgo Sun. Gemini Moon. Pisces Rising. So it's just always like expanding, 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 and wanting to know more. So it's also the archetype of the guru, you know, mm. those spiritual teachers, the ones who are able to communicate a vision to others. Mm. And actually, you know, when I looked up the charts for today, I found a lot of gurus have Sagittarius and in combination with something like Capricorn. So they're able to communicate this vision to others. So it is about really embarking on on adventure. What is the adventure you're embarking on? And your adventure will take you to new places, like foreign places. So it's also an archetype that has to do with other cultures, Mm. uh, with possibly traveling. So if you have this strong in your chart, it could be that you're someone who loves to travel and to meet new people and, you know, be in new environments. Or it could be that you love to let's say, explore within your mind, right? Mm. Someone who loves to read about philosophy or you're a philosopher, like that sort of thing, like always exploring and always taking in new things and wanting to learn new things and then probably to share them with others. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of Sagittarius too. It likes to express. It's, it's a fire sign. It mm-hmm. really wants to express itself. I hope you can't hear my dog <laughs> snoring in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it picks up, you know, cue the dog snoring. <laughs> And we've got not a not a sad. That's not a sad. <laughs> what would that be? What would a snoring dog? What, what <laughs> archetype is that? <laughs> we would like to introduce you to astrology student Rachel Villaverde, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. 
Is that Taurus? Is that, is that Taurus? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Resting and I don't know. I guess, no, I guess a snore would be good Sag because Sagittarius mm. is very authentic. It's about being mm. very authentic. And when you're very authentic, you're very natural and you're like, hey, I snore, mm. I fart, what I smell bad. It's like everything's okay. Like it's, it's an archetype that is really about, in a sense, the nature, you know, things like as is. Like you take me as mm. is, I'm going to express myself as I am. Mm. And so it can be kind of blunt. Like it could be super honest, <laughs> like, okay. like to an extreme, okay? Um, because it just wants to be authentic. And it's like, why am I going to filter myself? Actually, mm. what I really want is the truth. So if this is my truth, mm. then I'm going to share my truth. And mm. so Sag might have some learning around how to express truth in a way that can be a little kinder, possibly, or less dogmatic. Like it can go to that side, you know, mm. become really stuck in a way of thinking or a way of being and thinking this is the only truth mm. until they find the next truth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like obsessive kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like obsessive. So, you know, if I want to start talking about some people who have, let's say their moon in Sagittarius, so this is yeah. like a big area of, uh, of exploration for them. Uh, well, we have Donald Trump, right? Okay. So he's, he's a Sag moon. So everything he does, as we've seen, is very exaggerated. He, like it's big, right? Like, like everything he's created in terms of his business has been huge, right? right. Like they're not little things, they're huge things. And yeah. then this is my way and mm. I want this this way. And you know, he, it's, it's, he really wants to experience how to like be in this sort of boundless inspired state. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like I can yeah. do anything. I right. can, Yeah. So that's what he's like going for. And mm. it can come off sometimes as really not being sensitive <laughs> to other people. Right. You know, he's like kind of blunt. Yeah. Um, but it's, but he's, you know, someone who could dream, like dream of, let's say, going from being a business mogul to the president of a country. Mm. You know, mm. it's like, I, I can do that. You know, I have a vision yeah. for, for the people. So, and I want to share that vision. Mm. Someone else you had that was is Oprah. Okay, Sag yeah. Moon, Oprah. Sag Moon, yeah. So she's also someone who you can see in her work that she started those Super Soul Sundays, you mm. know, about inspiration. Like she's got a spiritual side to her. So she's not all about just, you know, being an interviewer of people. She's got a vision that she wants to share with others. Yeah, I think uh, we can safely say that Oprah's probably going to run for president in the the next go round. Really? <laughs> I'm totally okay, doing hoping. forecast. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> well, you know what? She's she's also got her ascendant in Sagittarius at the very, very last degrees. I mean, I would just love to say that and have that become right. the truth. That's all. That's really all I'm doing. I'm I'm one of those like seed scatterers, you know. Just like, what right. about that? Yeah, Oprah for president. Okay. If it's part of her vision, she would. If she if she tapped into that, she would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It. I'm just saying, yeah. first female president okay. of the USA, Oprah. Yeah. Einstein also has hmm. Sag Moon. He was all about like a vision of the universe, you know, Mm. and it's interesting because at the very end, like he could never kind of release the idea that there was an objective reality out there. I don't know if you're familiar with David R. Hawking's, he was a consciousness researcher. 
he calibrated Einstein, he realized that Einstein was the very like peak of a mental state, like how to use the mind. Mm -hmm. And the next like paradigm shift would be like a shift into the state of love. Mm -hmm. And that requires kind of understanding the subjectivity of the universe. And Einstein was just like, he couldn't do that final Mm -hmm. like push. You know, he has so many inspiring quotes, Einstein. Like he wasn't just a, a dry scientist. He was someone who was so inspired by nature and by the world and by imagination and that sort of thing. Like he was Mm. really encouraging people to use their imagination more than just their critical faculties. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of that Sagittarius archetype, just Mm. always knowing there's something else and that that you can't sort of capture imagination. You just have to participate in it Mm. and just let it run. And I also found there's some, some gurus uh, like Ma, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher all their names. Uh, Could have fooled me. Could have yeah, fooled Ma, me. Yeah, <laughs> Ma uh, Anandamai. Do you know her? No. She, oh wait, is this uh, the hugging? No, okay. but she was a uh, uh, like considered a saint in India. Mm. And when was she born? Let me find again. She was born, I think, at the end of the 19th century. Mm. And she was this woman who just came in basically in a state of bliss almost. And mm. She just was bliss and she was taken care of Mm. by people and she was so revered Mm. and she was this ecstatic person. And and it was kind of remarkable that, you know, someone of that level of consciousness would just come into earth. You know what I mean? Like she like probably chose here to come and just spread this vibration of love. That's all she did. She was a huge figure in in India and in the spiritual movement. Those are the moons that I found in in Sagittarius. And I love you lead with the moons because that is kind of the identity of the self, like from birth, right? Well, it's kind of like the dream. I I call it the dream of Mm. the self, like what the self really wants to explore and to realize. Mm. So it's that it's that it you know hides behind the sun, Mm -hmm. but it's that like that deepest wish. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as far as the sun in Sag, so what people see and how, you know, you shine out in the world, you have people like, uh, like Disney, Walt Disney. Okay. Yeah. So like a sun in Sag conjunct Uranus. So bringing in these crazy visions. Yeah. When you You wish upon a star. Yeah. Out of the box thinker. And the house system and the house system that I use, it falls in his, his son falls in the fourth house, which is the home. And so mm. I love that. It's like he created a, a this incredible home for people mm. to come to, you know, wow. Disney is, is quite an incredible place yeah, um, and stimulates everyone's imagination. It allows people to dream the, you know, impossible dreams and that sort of thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with Osho? Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, He's a sad son. Yes. Right. And we don't have a time for him for, you know, for many of these gurus, we don't have a, a time of birth. So sometimes it's hard to see what, what their moon was. Right. Um, but yeah, Sag Sun. And he, you know, he really shone out as his guru leader, mm-hmm. someone who had a spiritual vision. Mm-hmm. Now it did go kind of crazy for him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the story, you could check it out on Netflix. Oh my gosh. I love to... the story so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it? What was the movie called? Uh, it's like wild country or yes. something. Something you yes. would never associate with Osho. I mean, yes. I, didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah I and kind of see him as like the anti-guru guru. I love his quotes. It's just that outside of the box, like what you would mm-hmm. imagine a guru 
versus like him having what was it like a dozen Rolls Royces. It's like, wait a second, right. you renounce everything though. Like, what? you know, <laughs> right. so I love how I love so much of his choices and how things played out. It is wacky and I do love yeah. the documentary. Yeah. And very exaggerated. Like you don't need mm. to have 20 Rolls Royces. You can just have one to make a statement. Like one is enough, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I wonder enough? what else is going on in his chart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, if you want, I can pull it up. Actually, I have it right here. Oh, he's got it right oh, there. He, he, see, see, he had another combination of um, the Sagittarius and the Capricorn. Mm. He had a moon in Capricorn, probably in Capricorn, um, Venus, Mercury, Mars. <laughs> you wow. know? So he was really able to ground it into something, which is why he had this community that was so popular. Mm. And he was the inspiration behind it. For him, yeah. but, I mean, and the fact that he did in the end kind of, he kind of disappeared from the front of it and then mm. things went completely haywire. Yeah. Maybe if he'd stayed more in front, it would have, wouldn't have gone so crazy. But yeah, mm. like that combination of Sag and Capricorn is really, really strong. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And Rainer Maria Rilke was also another mystic. Mm. Uh, he also had his son in Sagittarius. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, it's something that it's, it's, you know, it is archetype of some you know, the, of the visionary. Yeah. Yeah. Just play, plain and simple. And also then we have Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> On the other end, a different kind of visionary. You know? different kind of, well, different kind of visionary because consider she's got a moon in cancer. So mm. not someone who might go changing things up. Mm. And she could have very well stayed as a very successful country singer. And mm. no one would ever have heard of her outside of the country music mm. world, but she mm-hmm. left it. Yeah. And she keeps on like reinventing herself and trying different things. And that's that Sagittarius part of her that always wants the next, like, what's Adventure. the next mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like why am I going to limit myself? Why do I need to be one thing? Mm-hmm. And I think the older she gets, the more she's going to embody that. And the fact that also now she's actually spoken out politically uh, that's also part of the Sag, you know, not being able to hold back her truth right. and say, okay, I may alienate some fans by what I say, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I just need to be authentic. Yeah. I think those are the ones that I found yeah. with the sun. Mm-hmm. And then I found a few with Mercury in Sagittarius. So when you have Mercury in Sagittarius, you're really going to be <laughs> saying what you think, right? So Brene Brown has that. She's, she's really a, like a very scientific type and the rest of her chart is very earthy. Like mm. a lot of Capricorn again, mm. and a Virgo moon. So she's very systematized, mm. right? But mm. she's able to, you know, be very relatable and kind of authentic when she does her talks. Yeah. Right? She's a great kind of performer, mm-hmm. which you really wouldn't expect from someone with her background. Mm. And she's mm. able to sort of wants to lead people down different mm. paths, like what, what, what title of her books, like Dare to Lead, Mm. you know she's like yeah. she she's got a vision she wants to communicate it and she's able to do it in a way that's spontaneous and inspiring mm. and not just sort of some dry research paper kind yeah. of thing she's yeah she takes it out of that realm Ramana Maharishi it was another really amazing guru from India mm. um, who also you know just went into a spiritual state I think at the age of 16 Mm. really, really young and never kind of emerged from that. He had um, Mercury and Sagittarius mm. as well as Alan Watts, another huge yeah, um, yeah spiritual figure mm-hmm. bringing Zen. So that's interesting because he brought 
you know, he was, I think he was British. He mm-hmm. brought Zen, like he, but he, you know, really wrote and spoke about Zen Buddhism, I think. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that it's that, you know, bridging different cultures piece, you know, like, I, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm a British white guy, but I can, I can participate in right. Buddhism, you know, and mm-hmm. become a spokesperson for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's authentic. And I also found a chart from Mother Teresa. Now, I don't know how accurate their charts are, but apparently she yeah. had a ascendant in Sagittarius. So for her, yeah. it was sort of the way I, I read the ascendant is something like about developing a vision like within herself. And I like from what I know about her life, she, you know, obviously had a calling to join the church, but then she said she had a calling within a calling. Mm. And I think the calling within the calling was her, you know, really tapping into the Sagittarius archetype and mm. bringing her vision of, you know, a world where human dignity is, is something that everyone is entitled to. Mm. So that's what she did in Calcutta. She treated the poor and lepers and everything with incredible compassion and dignity Mm. gave them back the dignity that that other people wouldn't provide for them so she and her vision inspired the entire world yeah yeah so i think i've covered who i've pulled up when i think of mother Teresa versus a lot of these other names that had been mentioned i mean her impact and her influence was so Mm -hmm. great i don't think she i wouldn't consider her kind of like that like loud or not not that the other sages that you mentioned are loud but they they are their presence yes (laughs) they're 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 talking they're on a soapbox but i think mother Teresa is such a like i don't need to say anything i'll just do it you know and and yeah so i think that that fits well with how i see the ascendant as inner work yeah it was something she had to do within herself in order for her to activate the rest of her chart i can't remember what uh where her moon was Mm -hmm. i think it was probably virgo (laughs) to be honest (laughs) or what else could it be her service yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah, I think I think that's a great interpretation of it. You're right because the rest are they're they are loud, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, that's... share share like soapbox style, you know, like mm-hmm. your vision's going to be known, and yeah, I think yeah. with their expressions of it, yeah, uh, yeah, that's really really interesting. Yeah, so heading into this eclipse season in the archetype of Sag, it's a really good time for all of us to consider what you know, what adventures do we want to embark on for the next six months? Mm. You know, because eclipse seasons are always activation periods. Mm. And I've seen, you know, I see it with my clients all the time. Like <laughs> they start something then, and then if they try and drop it like a month later, no way. <laughs> it's mm. with them until the eclipse season finishes. Wow. So, it's a, so it's a good time to say, okay, actually this I want to end. Mm. And I'm, I'm doing this within this period so mm. that it sticks or like I want to start something. And so and I'll, I'll, I'll use the next six months to see it through. Yeah. And I think as we've all been kind of locked down, right. <laughs> it's interesting that we have the eclipse season now in this very adventuresome archetype. So it doesn't mean we're all going to be traveling the world, mm. but what are the inner adventures? Right. The inner voyages. Yeah, inner voyages, and also things that we might want to release. Like uh, when we have a lunar eclipse, the the Earth gets between the Sun and the Moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's going to be a shadow over this Gemini Moon. Mm. And so, what are like what beliefs or what dogmas or what truths do I have that are 
placing a shadow on my possibilities because Gemini is all about possibilities. Mm. And sometimes we're very stuck in certain truths. So I think we might be releasing some, some stuff, seeing where our shadows are. And then the new moon, the, uh, the new moon, which is a solar eclipse, which is on the 14th, uh, at that point, it's a new moon in Sag. So like what, you know, that is really going to be the seed point of adventure and mm. uh, maybe new truth, new visions, uh, new boldness in some area. Mm-mm. And something, you know, and daring to dream the impossible dream. That's what Sagittarius likes to do. Mm. Like do something impossible, <laughs> make it possible. So, you know, be so. good to think in your life, like what, what am I saying to myself? I can't do that. Mm. it's not possible and just mm. follow it just yeah. see what happens yeah. over the next six months wow do you have any um visions that you are brewing um, yes i do and one of them is you have super- sag in your chart is it i do okay yeah <laughs> i do i have a, i have a mars and sag and it's conjunct my midheaven so it just sits right at the top of my chart mm. And uh, right now it's being aspected by, by Neptune. So I'm in, you know, Neptune is sort of changing the way that I approach my truth. And Mm -hmm. I actually am toying with the idea of taking a long sabbatical, which is kind of really radical. Mm. Yeah. So I haven't fully decided, but I'm going to use this, you know, I I know that within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to make that decision. Wow. And then whether I embark on that or not, and I'm, I'm try, I am tr- feeling into the fact that I want it to be something that feels impossible, mm. and that kind of feels impossible. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, maybe that's you know the right decision. Base, mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and also I want to honor my my Neptune transit, <laughs> uh, which which is usually the time you should take off, take take time off work, go you know go on a vision quest. Mm. And I haven't really allowed myself to do that. Mm. And I'm, yeah, I'm thinking maybe this is the, this is the time. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds. Mm -hmm. And what about you? Do you have something? Yeah, I am in my chart. I've got Uranus and I think my Neptune also in Sag, which I don't know how that plays out outer planets. And that's obviously a generational thing, but on a personal level, I, I mean, it's, it's quite timely that like the visions that I have, it's the way that I communicate mm. um, meaning specifically uh, nonviolent communication is something that I've been like, I don't know, in the shallow end of exploring, but mm-hmm. I definitely, and astrology also these two languages, which I have really kind of just dabbled very literally toe in the water. Like, yeah, okay, well it's interesting, but yeah. I've really had this clarity that's come to me over, I'd say, the past month of like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to like learn. This is what I want to like completely have transform my life and share with others. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So I'm looking at your chart right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, probably helpful. <laughs> yeah, the eclipses will happen in your first and seventh houses. So, um, and partnership has a lot to do with that, like collaboration. Yeah, and like you're saying, like communication, nonviolent communication, yeah. and also astrology also is just mm-hmm. a form of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it's going to go, the sun will be going over your descendant. Sounds like a great, um, a great plan. 
Yeah, I'm 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 super optimistic to to hear you kind of echo through the eclipses and the potency of kind of implementing that because it is it's it's right at the time and it's interesting that I've taken this spontaneous trip to California because it's almost as if I'm wanting to kind of test it with like my mm-hmm. nuclear triggers, you know, <laughs> especially, yeah. especially with communication. You know, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it Ram Das who said? Um, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Yeah. And I'm doing this like, right, I mean, I'm doing it as the, the full moon, which is November 2930. And then I'll return to Hawaii mm-hmm. in uh, right around that same, or just a few days before um, the new moon. But my intention is to kind of clear out a lot of things that I've kind of tangled myself up in, in Hawaii with regards to like, oh no, this is the vision of this and like kind of get clarity slash bring it to a nuclear family space to really see like, has progress been made? Am I affirmed in this decision? And then, yeah, the three things are definitely astrology, nonviolent communication, and then also gift economy. Like I live in this community ripe for getting back to the neighbors and kind of going into spaces of exchange that really are, are from the heart and from a giving nature. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm oh, really motivated and encouraged by these things as like focal points of where I'm going to put my energy. Um, yeah. Well, that, that sounds great because I'm also looking at where Saturn and Jupiter are going to land in your chart mm. after around the 19th. Cause they're, they're changing sign mm. from Capricorn into Aquarius and they're going to be mm. moving into your ninth house. Mm. the way that I do the chart and mm-hmm. um, ninth house, you know, is resonant with Sagittarius and it is about, you know, learning and truth. And mm-hmm. so I think you wanting to like combination of Aquarius and the ninth house for astrology, mm. fantastic. And also new ways like of, of creating community mm-hmm. for sure. New visions around community. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I remember right as COVID was kind of at its first wave and you were offering just kind of like snippet snapshots mm-hmm. of kind of like your year. And I totally jumped on that opportunity. And you gave like a really sweet, like seven minute, like rundown. And I remember you saying specifically like towards the end, like, yeah, you know, everything that you are kind of dreaming up or wanting will come to be at the end of 2021. And I was, and this is like, April, <laughs> this is like April, 2020. And I was yeah, like, yeah. this is a long ways away. <laughs> but it was also very like, you know, encouraging and kind of like has definitely been a guiding point with regards to like persevering and kind of enduring through a lot of these like ebbs and flows that have been like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it is all about the journey, right? It's not about the destination. We're on yeah. a, we're on a journey that keeps going <laughs> until it stops this time around, you know, and sometimes we want to get to our destination so quickly, but mm. it's sweet along the way to see where, mm. where we end up and, yeah, how things unfold. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm listening to my dog wag her tail while she dreams. I'm like, she's having an adventure right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We all have adventures. <laughs> mm, we are all wagging our tails. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think that's really encouraging. And I love that echo of it's the time to seed. It's the time to kind of release the the truths that maybe haven't been serving you and mm-hmm. take that leap into the next adventure of the unknown. Anything else or any other notes? Um, um, oh, I guess, well, I guess I could add one thing, which I always find so funny to think about that with someone with heavy Sagittarius in their chart, and let's say they're a business person, 
they may have the most incredible successes. They'll, they'll never be someone to start small, like stay small, like, you know, mm. like Donald Trump. But they don't actually care whether the whole thing collapses and crumbles mm. because it just means they're going to start over again. Mm. It's just, so there's an incredible optimism towards it. And they're like, I don't, oh, I went bankrupt. That's fine. I'm just going to like pull myself back up mm. to, I'm not sure, even maybe a higher level. And I kind of like that about Sag. You know, it's willing to go all in mm. in that sense. And it doesn't judge itself by some sort of stability because it's all about the journey and the adventure. So okay. it could look like it's going totally crockeyed. Like, I mean, not, I mean, off, but they're like even more into it because, because of that. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I also love this like acceptance of that, you know, like I feel yeah. like as you're describing, it's just this like wholehearted, like it is what it is, you know, like a lot of people yeah. either love, I think, or hate that saying. <laughs> I feel like Sag is, is genuinely that full acceptance and then kind of carrying on. Exactly. Yeah. Is that kind of, you know, when you say someone with, you know, a lot of Sag in their chart and they might be a business person and it's always kind of like big, I think Mm -hmm. of how, I mean, Sag is associated with Jupiter, right? And Jupiter is obviously the biggest planet. Exactly. It expands, 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 which is why the fact that Jupiter, well, Jupiter and Saturn will meet once a year because Jupiter does a full rotation around Mm. the chart in a year. But the fact that they're moving together into a new archetype, like the same time, it's quite something. It means mm. there's really something in that Mm-mm-mm. move from Saturn into, of Saturn into Aquarius. It's going to affect all of us. Mm. So it is, it's big, big, big. Well, thank you so much for sharing oh, so all your insights all the time. I always really appreciate that. Well, my pleasure as always. Space Court, Space Court.